On today's episode of The Wax Lounge, we welcome the one and only Hunter Waldron onto the pod. We live react to Game 5 of the Stanley Cup playoffs between the Bruins and Panthers, talk about how Waldo and I got involved, as well as Fargo Center ambassadors and the cool experiences we've been able to have, and finish off with a top-tier draft of animated characters with a surprise guest making an appearance at the end. This was a fun conversation, so we hope you enjoyed as much as we did. Let's head into the lounge. Welcome into the lounge. Let's do that over again. You can do the intro. Uh, I don't know the intro. You got the intro. This could be our intro. This could be our intro. Hunter Waldron, how are you? I'm good. Welcome uh, to the Lax Lounge. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Welcome to... Oh, my God. This is a, This is amazing. This was a last-second decision to have Mr. Waldron join us on the pod. We are officially moving to two episodes a week. I love it. This is this is great, Walter. Thank you for being here. Came on a late notice. Called you. I don't know what. Had to be an hour ago. An hour, at least an hour ago. Yeah, an hour, hour ago. Yeah. Not even even. But you were over at Froyo. Yes, in the Froyo with uh, with our good friend Jenna May and uh, Jack Kersbeck. Yeah. And uh, you know, I get a call from uh, Nick Mormando saying uh, they want to be on the podcast. Couldn't say no to that offer. Yeah, I mean, when you see Mondo calling your phone, it, it's pretty hard to say no to that. Definitely. Amazing. All right. So, what should we talk about? We had a game today. We did have a game today, yes. Boy, mercy. So, let me hear, about, let me hear from your perspective. Well, my perspective of the game today was, uh, you know, you know, we're, we're up by a good amount. You know, we're, you know, it's another conference team, you know. Definitely not up to the par of... Cabrini lacrosse, but um, just sitting there watching the lacrosse game, and all of a sudden, you know, just hear my name, and you know, it's pouring raining. So I mean, it was it was definitely an odd game. I mean, there was a lot of weird things throughout this whole game that uh, was quite entertaining, I'd say. But I mean, it was it was definitely a fun game to be at. You know, a lot. I'd say it was like watching a movie. You know, pouring rain, could barely see, and. All over the places again. Yeah. Before we go any further, who are you? Well, my name is Hunter Waldron. I go by uh, Waldo or Wallcat uh, by most of our teammates. There's I'm a couple a, other things that we call them, but we won't say that live. <laughs> I'm a uh, sophomore goalie here at Cabrini. You know, weirdest, probably top five weirdest guy on this team. So, gonna be uh, gonna be a strange episode, maybe, but. You know, I'm, I'm excited. We told Waldo there was one rule if he was going to come on the show, and that was you had to be yourself because that's what we want. We love Waldo. We love Waldo. And there's nobody like him. There's no there's no one like Mando, and there's nobody like me. So we just have to be we ourselves three, here. Yeah, just three guys being ourselves. When you sit down in the lax lounge, everything goes out the window, and we're just here living the lax life. We are also currently watching the, uh, what is this, the Florida Panthers against the uh, Boston Bruins? Yes, game five. We just got off of watching a wild episode of Survivor. So I'll be the first to admit I'm a massive Survivor fan. Been watching for forty all 44 seasons. My dad and I would always watch on Wednesday nights. Sometimes my sister would get involved, but it, it was mainly just our thing. Uh, so I got Nick hooked on it. Yeah, I used year. to watch it back in my day, and then I, I just haven't watched it for a couple of years. But yeah, Fridgey got me back into it. It was wild, dude, because first semester, I was watching season 43, and I'd do it all by myself. 
Yeah. And then I think I brought it up where I was like, ooh, it's like the best day of the week. Like Survivor's season premieres today. And Nick was like, yo, I used to watch that show. Like, we should watch it together. And I was like, wait, wait, really? Like, you want to watch it with me? You want to bond as roommates? <laughs> and it was probably the funniest episode of Survivor I've ever seen. Because Nick's a really funny guy, especially when he's watching a reality TV show. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the first episodes are always, always just something I can pick apart. Yeah. Not so this is this is actually an amazing topic. Waldo, what's your favorite reality TV show? Reality TV show? I mean, I think, you know, I'm not a big reality TV show guy, but you know, there's only one that I, I've really watched over the years and uh that's too hot to handle. Just all over the place show, you know, just on Netflix, you put it on, you're like you're watching it just like and every episode, you're just wondering, what is wrong with these people? Tell me about it. About the show in general? Yeah. Enlighten us. Yeah, if you've never I've watched, never watched it. Oh. If you've never watched Too Hot to Handle, it's... They put 14 people together, seven guys, seven girls. They don't tell them what's happening. They, they kind of just assume they're in some villa in uh, some island in the middle of nowhere. And you're just like... Uh, you know, and then all of a sudden they find out they can't uh, they can't hook up with each other, and there's a ton of money on the board. And every time they get with one of their roommates, they lose a ton of money. So it it is quite the interesting show. It's it's very entertaining to watch people go out this uh, hooking up with each other for ten episodes, but they get through it. But it is quite hilarious. All right, all right, hypothetical here. If you were on Too Hot to Handle and you had eight, I'm not even going to finish that. If you're on Too Hot to Handle, how well do you think that you're going to do? Do you think it could last? I think I would be able to last. Um, one being I probably could never get with any of these girls. And two, uh, I, all, it's just I would not want to lose that much money. I totally would be like – I'd be like the police department of Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> Reality TV check. Virgie, what's your reality TV show? Survivor. So, yeah, huge Survivor guy. Uh, a little bit, we were into Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid was such a good show. I, I couldn't get, like, attached to it, though. I was a huge, like, Survivor person. I So, I love Survivor. I'm one of the biggest Super fans. I can... My, uh, if anyone knows about the dozen on Barstool Sports, if I had a niche category where it's, like, I got to answer one question every show about something, I'd choose Survivor, and I would feel very confident that I can get it right. I know the show like the back of my hand and it's it's a blast. It was my childhood growing up. Naked and Afraid, I just couldn't get over like, it kind of just weirded me out as a kid. You know, it's like, I would not want to, I would want to be on Survivor. I would not want to be on Naked and Afraid. Yeah, that's so understandable. I liked the concept of it. I was more of like a Survivor man kind of guy, you know, with, uh, what's his name, Les Stroud. Or like Bear Grylls. Bear like Grylls, out yeah. there. Yeah, like that, that was always cool. Bruins, they, they taught it. Shout Sorry out. to cut you guys off. But Shout out Tommy Vaughn. Beautiful they, goal. Unreal goal. 10 Might minutes, 44 seconds left in the third. Yeah, so yeah. Boston leads 3-1 in the series. The reason that we have this on is because the Seattle Kraken game is right afterwards, but I'm not complaining. Uh, right now, Kraken and Avalanche are tied 2-2 in the series. And me and Connor Watts, who got a mention in our last episode – but Lieutenant Lieutenant Watts is from Colorado. And when I found out, so the Kraken of their second year as a franchise, Colorado Avalanche coming off the Stanley Cup, I immediately saw the series and I was like, oh my God, we're probably going to get swept. And we won the first game. 
So I've been way overconfident. And I'm loving it because every time Watts is like a subtle hockey fan and I'm a very novice hockey fan. So he's a little bit higher than me where he kind of cares about these games and I can get under his skin and holy shit, I'm having a blast every time that we win, just ripping him. Like I wear my Kraken shirt after every win to like lift or around class. And I walked in the locker room yesterday because we won Sunday night and or Monday night, I should say get in the locker room, walk, Watts walks by me, I don't notice him, and then he comes around the corner, I'm like, Wattsy, you avoided me, buddy, and he, like, looks at my shirt, and he just, like, gets, like, his, he, he gives me a little smirk where he's kind of just like, mm, yeah, you suck, and I'm like, aw, tough game, because I lost in overtime, and it was a comeback from the Avs that tied it, and I'd send him a text when we were up 2-0, where I was like, oh, you getting a little nervous here? But nah, he's a funny guy, and we're having fun with that. So maybe we'll get a live pod with the Kraken Avalanche Game 6, which is a guarantee. Hopefully the Kraken will be up 3-2 by that point, and maybe we can get a live reaction to Watts and his team getting eliminated by a second-year franchise. I think that would be gold. Especially after just winning the uh, Stanley Cup. God, I remember the Avs did just win the Stanley Cup. So, yes. And, and they were lethal last year. They were. They were so good. And one of my really good friends, Henry Brunings, he is a massive Colorado Avalanche fan. Even before the Kraken became a franchise, now he's like a subtle Kraken fan, but still a huge Avs fan. So, we watched the Stanley Cup like with him last year. And it was hilarious because he's a diehard hockey fan. His dad played in the league. He's been playing hockey for years. And he's, like, really into it. And so it was, like, Rubio and all them, Timmy. I'm kind of just, like, again, the novice hockey fan. Like, I'm rooting for a good game. I hated the Lightning. So I was like, dude, go abs. Uh, and seeing him, like, stress out throughout the game. And then finally when we won, or they won, I should say, seeing his reaction was just absolutely gold. So that that's another thing that I know I can't text Henry because Henry will be like, you don't fucking know hockey. <laughs> I can text Walks and pretend like I know hockey especially in a situation like this. So I'm having a lot of fun. Watts is going to hear this and now know that you're pretending to know hockey. Oh, my God. I, he should Colorado know boy. straight he up. so much. Yeah, I told him I told him pretty much every day in the calf, I am one of the greatest bullshitters that you have ever met. I What I do is called bullshitting with confidence. I can make something up. As long as I say it the right way, you'll most likely believe me. And a lot of people, it's kind of taking advantage of – a lot of people see me as a pretty smart guy. So I can say something and they'll be like, oh, well, you said it, so it's got to be right. Like Nate is a great example. I think first semester this year or second semester last year, he'd come up to me and just call me Google. He'd like ask me a question and I'd answer it. 90% of the time I'd be right or I'd qualify it with like, I mean, I'm not sure, but if I had to guess it'd be this and he'd be like, dude, see, Google. <laughs> that, that is completely something that I could see Nate just believing, even if you said some outlandish shit like I could totally see him believing it I forget there was a moment uh, in the locker room I think I was messing with Julian or something yeah we were talking with um about, about Bear doing something like really wild on like a weeknight or something and Julian was like nah that's just not true and I was, I was sitting in my locker I'm like you, you didn't like see the videos you didn't see the pictures it was all over everyone's story we had to delete them because we felt bad but like <laughs> Dude, it, it wasn't okay. And I was like in total serious mode. And Jules was like, 
well, you're joking, right? And I just look up at Bear. I have a straight face. Bear's, like, about to break where he's, like, about to laugh. And I'm like, no, dude, like, we, we were trying to keep this on the DL. So, I mean, I don't know if we should be talking about this here, but it, it was kind of wild. Um, but just little things like that. Uh, that's how I got there. Whoa, I just looked at the shot chart for Boston, Florida, 40 to 18. The Boston Bruins are really good at hockey. Um, which I have a great segue that we're going to have in a little bit, talking about hockey with Waldo. But to wrap this up, bullshitting with confidence. That's how I found my success as a broadcaster, I would say. Because when I did my first game of field hockey, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I made up 90% of the stuff that I said probably on that live stream. But when I say it with confidence, and I have fans that know a little bit more about field hockey, but not enough to be fluent, they'll probably be like, yeah, that makes sense. And then go <laughs> along. Um so, Waldo, what I wanted to bring up, we are both Wells Fargo Center ambassadors. We are. And we have been, we got blessed with an opportunity to work in conjunction with their marketing team and be representatives of not only the Philadelphia Flyers and Philadelphia Wings, but all the other events that happen at the Wells Fargo Center. Talk about how you got involved in that because it, it was kind of a similar Store for us about how we got it. Is, it is uh, completely, but, but tell me about that. Of the system, too. I, I did oh abuse, the, I have abused this system, That's but perfectly fine. But there is no rule about abusing the system here. But how it all started was I was in my basement, just chilling out. I was watching, like, uh, had TV on, you know, just digging around, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm just looking at my like, I always go through just you know, you always get the random like bot DMs. You always gotta go look at them, see see how funny these are. And I'm looking, and I see Wells Fargo Center, and I'm just like, what? I'm like, this is such a scam, like no way. And I'm looking, and I press it, and it's 35,000 followers. I'm like, there's no way this is the actual Wells Fargo Center. And uh, so, you know, I give my email. All of a sudden, you know, I'm in contact with this lady, Kelly, who's been an absolute blast, uh, blessing to me and Fridge with these this opportunity. But after a bit, me and Fridgey later we signed a contract, and we are Wells Fargo ambassadors, which you know we for doing like a service for them. We post um a little bit of a uh, like a post for them on our Instagram, just like says like buy the student tickets, student rush tickets for the Flyers. Or student rush tickets for the wings, and uh, we whenever we do that, they bless us with tickets to games. And I've completely abused the system and have gone to at least seven games. And I've been so jealous all throughout, or at least all throughout first semester, I was so jealous because I never had the time to use it. I had a really similar way of how I landed it, where again I got the DM. I was I was in the Rubio gym, which is what we call Aid Rubio's garage where they <laughs> lift out. And I saw this and I was like, dude, you'll never guess you just DM me. I think Wells Fargo Center got hacked. And I like read it out and I was like, wait a minute, this sounds like low-key legit. So I, I sent them my email. I was like, screw it. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? They didn't ask for my password. I get the email from Kelly with all the details. Immediately, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, the, this sounds sick. Ask for it. And she sends me the contract. Before signing the contract, I think what saved us, high key, is I texted Coach DeLuca. And I was like, 
Yo, I just got sent this like offer to work with the Wells Fargo Center. It says it's an NIL thing. Like, I just want to make sure I'm not stepping on any toes before I go forward with this because I, you know, looked it up and it, it was legit. And DeLuca was like, got back to me right away. He was like, yo, like, this is okay, legit. We need you to go through the NIL process with the school to get it approved. So I'm very glad that we kind of, I immediately texted Waldo. I was like, don't sign the contract make sure that we can get this approved because that could have gotten us in a lot of trouble, I think. Yeah, we could have been... I mean, the NCAA is an absolute bunch of nutcases. So, uh, you know, like we definitely could have gotten a good all-year suspension for that. Yeah. Not not even that. I just think it would have been something where it would have caused unnecessary attention to us. Yeah, definitely. All, all for a really cool deal. So we, we got that. It took like two weeks to get approved from the school. Yeah, it did take a bit. I was a little annoyed. You know, I, I was a good email every three days. Just, I just I was so ready to sign this contract. I think I read it like six or seven times. Just like, there's no way this is true. Like, there's no way I'm actually getting a real NIL deal. Like, you know, I've had like the barstool athlete or the sideline swap athlete where you just kind of email them and they're like, here's a discount code and mm-hmm. it's like 5% and you get a shirt. But like this one was like legit, you know, I never thought, you know, especially as a division three athlete that I could, uh, me and Fridge could get this opportunity. It was definitely one of the coolest things that this whole year is, I've ever got done or gotten. This is a great time to plug. I'm a uh, Built Bar sponsored uh, ambassador. <laughs> you can use code Fridge for 10% off on all your best Built Bars, best tasting protein bars on the market. The real guy who I think has gotten the best out of this deal, this guy sitting to my left. Because every single time oh that I get tickets, <laughs> the first person I text or I'll scream, I'll be like, yeah, what are you doing next Sunday? Uh, I don't think anything. Where would want to come to the Flyers game? Hell yeah. Boom. <laughs> And it's been, I have loved it. So the first semester we were only go to, I was only able to go to the home opener against the Devils. Yeah. We took a bunch of the fellas. I think so fun. we got like five tickets apiece, maybe six. Yeah, we got six. I took, I only took one person. I didn't know that we could do this. So I only took Mason Bowman. I took yeah. Mason Bowman, who is a, a former teammate of ours. He's not on the team anymore, but he, one of my closest friends here at Cabrini, took him. And then it was Fridge and the Henry crew and Mando. And let's just say that was quite the experience. Now, did you drive or did you take the train back? We we all took the train. You were in the train with us. Yeah, that, we were all on the that, train. Yeah, that was, yeah. Quite yeah, the experience night. of a game. Been, what, we missed the train? The train was late, delayed. What was it? We well, always stayed in the train. It was, like there, was there was two trains that were available. Because it was late at night. It was like 9, 10 o'clock. Yeah, and SEPTA also sucks. Not, with the late the with the late night trains especially so i think it was like a 920 and an 1105 or something like that and we didn't make the 920 so we had to wait it out for the 1105 or the later train and it was one when we left the stadium it was pouring rain so we made a dead sprint to the train station which is it's not that far away three but minute walk max it was enough to get us soaked and it was funny because Gers drove down. He took a crew down with them. I think we took the train down, didn't we? Yeah, we all yes, took the train down. Uh, so they, all the Henry guys drove separate. We got down there, met up, went in, had a great time at the game. Awesome experience. Uh, pretty sure the Flyers won too. Which Yeah, which was a major upset. If you, 
if you follow hockey. If you do follow hockey, the Devils right now are one of the best teams in or second seed in the East. Devils were one of the worst teams in hockey. So in the beginning of the year, it was it looked like the Flyers were gonna look like they're gonna be the best team. I mean, they smoked the Devils. Yeah, and so after the game, we run over to the train station, we missed the train, and think a series of events. It being a little bit later. It was also a Thursday. So it, it was definitely like, was a Thursday, yes. I brewed you a nine thirty lift the next morning. And I was just a, I was a little bit I think so did Julian. So did Julian. <laughs> Julian definitely did. I think Nate might have. No, he had class with me the next day. Um but I definitely was a little bit on edge and <laughs> uh pretty easy easily frustrated. Uh, yeah, I was with you. I was going to say, Nick, what was your perspective of this situation? Because that's a night I will never forget. Yeah. Um, I like to think that I have good patience. Um, and my patience kind of was running low. And it did run low. And it ran out. Especially but for two individuals. Yeah, I didn't fight it. Like, I kind of left it off and just knew that at one point it would come to an end. I knew that we would get through this and it would be okay. And it would be something that I could laugh about. And it, it was something that, in retrospect, it's hilarious. Because this is a story I will probably tell the rest of my life. Oh my God, definitely. The two perpetrators was our good friends, Nate Mazurik and Julian Verona. They were the two 21-year-olds with us. The fellas. And in the train station... They were having a lot of fun. Very, very, very. And it was to the point where they were having way more fun than us. <laughs> a lot more fun. Yeah. It, you know, it, you know, it wasn't, it was enjoyable for a little bit. It was. And then when it wasn't enjoyable, they didn't really care. And they wanted no. to get in our faces. No. And like, I, there was a lot of other stuff going on around that event. But I all, also got to remember the train that was supposed to come at 11.05 was an hour delayed for literally zero reason. Yeah, we got back and it was your your, your car, right? We were in your Yeah, car. we were in my car. We just yeah. packed the car. Oh, well, I mean, we got to talk about, we, you can't admit, like, from the subway station to the oh. train station was just, even that was its own because yeah, for yeah. some reason, 30th Street was closed and you had to go through Philly. The moment you step outside, there's four dudes tweaking out. And you're like, what is happening right now? Like, then we get to the train station, and we're lost. Then it, then we had to deal with these two idiots. Yeah. And it was, it was an actual mess. But I mean, a night that I don't think I will ever forget. Great night. Oh my god, yeah. And I think Waldo brings a good point. When we did get to whatever station we were, I think it was suburban. Suburban, yeah. And then you have to walk across the street around City Hall to get to the Paley Thorndale line, so we can come back to where we are. That journey through the inner workings of the subway train station down in Center City is an absolute maze. It's all underground. It's kind of gross, and you do see some interesting characters. It, it looks like the back rooms, if you know what that is, on TikTok. And what, I don't even know what the back rooms is, but it, it looks – I've seen it on TikTok. It looks exactly like it. You feel like you're in a maze. It's scary. I felt like I was going to be in a Batman fight scene very soon. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've been wanting to ask you. You're wearing a Flyers hat. Did you get that at a game that you got tickets from uh, your sponsorship? 
Well, I bought the Flyers hat at a game for their uh, game against the Bruins, actually, which we're watching right now. Went to the Bruins game a few weeks ago, and it was... Uh, was it a student rush ticket, or did you buy the tickets yourself? No, that was part of my, my deal. I mean, I sat... There you go. Right behind Fridge, actually, and, you know, we were we had a great time. It took two of my good friends, uh, Ken's and Emma Friel, and, uh, you know, we you know we had a great time, you know, it was basically a Bruins home game. You know, Pasternak, best player in the Bruins, had a hat trick. And you would never think that when you're on a away game, you'd see when someone has a hat trick to throw hats. <laughs> the whole building threw hats. It was hilarious. The Flyers looked terrible. I mean, there was let's go Bruins chance happening after every goal. Like when we say that it was taken over, it was taken over by Bruin fans. It was absurd. I mean, it made sense. I mean, it was, their, it was the game they broke the record for wins, and they were one away from the points. Or they're, yeah, they're, they're two they're or three points away from the points record. So, I, I think this will. I think that watching the Bruins play will be, if they win the cup, I think what, being at that game will be one of the most fun memories ever because you got to say you watch the greatest team of all time if they win the cup. One minute, four seconds left in the third. 3-3. Three, three. It is a tie. We're probably going to get overtime here, although Florida is in the offensive zone. They just had a really nice shot. But one of the things that Waldo kind of touched on and I've really enjoyed about this situation is how we've been able to share this experience with some of our close friends. Oh, my God. So many. I've been able to take a ton of different people and just kind of make those like those random decisions. Like my favorite one had to be. Uh, the cracking game that we went to on Super Bowl Sunday for a variety, oh, variety of reasons. So one, obviously, it was my first cracking game, and it was in Philly. Super Bowl Sunday down there when the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. So it was just an electric atmosphere. There's a lot of people around, um, and a lot of let's go Eagles chance. Yeah, no Flyers chance, only Eagles chance. And what if the Flyers have a chance? I think, I think it's the exact same thing as the Eagles. I want to lie to you. F L Y E R. No, nah, not like that. Like let's go fly. Like they do that yeah. sometimes, but that, that, yeah, that's that's pretty Watch generic. <laughs> but uh, for that game specifically, that one was really cool for me because I obviously took Nick. Uh, I was gonna take Wyatt. Wyatt was busy. Those are like my my two go tos. Like if I if I get tickets, I'll text them too first. Um, shout out Wyatt if you're listening. I appreciate it. Uh, but then I also texted Rubio, like my best friend from back home. I was like, "Yo, what are you up to this weekend? I got tickets to the Kraken game. I want to take you." Um, he was like, "I actually think I might be going with like a couple other people. Like that'd be sick if we can link up." I was like, "Sweet, just keep me posted." He ended up texting me back a couple days later, like, "Yo, what section are you in? I'm trying to get tickets with uh, me and my girl." I sent him the section, and it was like 103, like super, really good seats. And he was like, "Holy shit, how did you afford these? Like on a college budget, they're going for like 150, 200 dollars a pop." No, they're like 200 dollars each. And I was like, well, buddy, like this is where I say it's from the NIL deal, which again, I, I got it when I was next to him. And he was like, yo, you should like forward my name over to them because uh, he was like a little bit salty. He didn't get it. But uh, all that is to say, I was, I was like, yeah, we, I got them. I'm going to I can ask if I can get another ticket because I had like four. No, I had five and I had budgeted for him. Why another person? 
uh, I was like, yo, I can ask to get like another one for your girl. Like I'd be, I'd love to do that. It was my birthday weekend too. So I was like, I just really want to spend, you know, some time with the fellas. If I can treat you and your girl to the game, that'd be, that'd make my week. Uh, so he's like, yo, that'd be sick. I emailed Kelly. Kelly gets back to me right away. And she's like, oh yeah, I can definitely do that. Would you actually be able to take like six tickets? Like, would you be able to find another person on top of the extra that you asked for? And I was like, absolutely I can. Uh, so that's when I was able to text Ruby. I'm like, yeah, I got you and your girl. Uh, I, we hit up Tony Watts, Tony Watts, Tony and Watts. <laughs> they, they literally are both the same person. Though. Yeah. Tony they're, Watts. They're entity there, yeah. <laughs> Tony Watts and Connor Delarose. We texted them. Or I talked to Waldo about it because he had an extra ticket. And I was like, yo, let's take Tony and Watts and bring him with us. Uh, I texted Matty Williams. Or no, I talked to him like the day before. Oh, my God. One-on-one. Wow, what a save. Wow. Oh, what a really way to bad. end the game. Okay. Um, so bad. Oh, my God. We have to just recap what just happened there. So, live on the TV. End of regulation. Ten seconds left. Boston has a breakaway. One-on-one with the goalie. Goalie makes a sick save. And the defender, the puck like bounces out. And Loki, well, we're going to get a recap again. Nick, break this down. Breakaway. Five seconds left. Four seconds left. Two, one, save. Defender almost taps it in. That would have been the worst way to end a season I've ever seen. I don't think I would have been able to be seen if I was that defender. Wow. Especially not in, well, I guess Florida is pretty like. Wow. I don't even know where the Florida Panthers play. Where Tampa? No, they the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, they definitely wouldn't. They don't play, play Miami. Um, they play in Jacksonville. Probably not. Uh, Maybe no, they it could do. be. It could be because Jake Marsh is a Florida Panthers fan and a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. Shout out Jake Marsh, Barstool. Um, but where I was going with this? So we the night before, I talked to Matt Williams, who's another big hockey fan, and I was like, "Yo, what are you doing tomorrow? You want to come to the game?" He was like, "Sure, why not?" Miami. Miami, for anyone who was screaming into uh, into their phone, like <laughs> telling us that we're Where idiots. The fuck is it? <laughs> it's like, yo, guys, it was Miami the entire time. Um, but oh, okay, sorry, cracking avalanche just started and there was a shot. Either way, I'm getting sidetracked. I got to finish this up. We invite all the guys over, and we just have a great time. Like I go pick up Ruby and his girl. Uh, we have Matt in the car with us. We're trying to just chop. Oh it my up. god. That, yeah, that was so, – so, okay, again, on uh, game four, this is the hit that got Kale McCarr out of the game. Was he suspended? Hit. I don't know. I thought he, he was is, Yeah, he's suspended for this game. Oh, God. I mean, that um, was a crazy hit. So illegal, but wow. love a good hockey hit. That's hockey. And this is so much fun to do with the game in the background. Oh, it totally. Um, we got to do a UFC fight night one dog. Yes, yes. that would be great. But uh, I guess I'll just wrap it up there. We had a really great time, and that was a cool moment for me because it was like a lot of my my worlds coming together. And you it know, was sick to meet him. Yeah. Oh my god, because I talked all about him with Nick. Yeah. Where that's the person like I basically lived with during quarantine, and we you know spend a lot of time together. Uh, Basically, whenever I'm back home, I joke that we live at the Rubio Gym. That's where we lift all the time. Uh, we coach the team together. Great guy, uh, Rubio. I hope you're listening. We had a podcast that we started, him and him, Henry and I. But, yeah, really cool moment there. And then just the entire season, being able to text random people. and Like the Wings game that we went to 
where that was really fun. We had a bunch of box tickets, and I was able to bring. I think I had like eight guys, and we packed that place. That was even so. We're we're talking about two different ones, but that one was even cool. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even go to that one with you. Yeah, I forgot. The, so the first one we were in a club suite. Where it literally was our own thing just for Wells Fargo ambassadors. One of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Like we felt like we were bougie VIPs. And I mean, we we basically were, we were. bougie VIPs. We were. That yeah. that uh, what's that the uh, the VIP. Um, we did get the VIP walk-in. That we did get to yeah, walk. Oh, that, the VIP, the parking. Not that the uh, the clothes. Oh yeah, the Exclusive. own club shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was. They, the, if you didn't know, Wells Fargo, in your club, in the club level, I saw this before and I told them about it. So I went to the Flyers Capitals game, and Kelly hooked us up. Me and my best friend and my dad hooked us up with tickets in the club, mid like on the right on like center ice. It was epic, and I'm walking around, and I look over, I see all this like exclusive Flyer stuff, and I'm like. I want it all. You walk in there, it's like 300 bucks for a polo, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's I just want a polo for like, I thought I was expecting it to be cheaper. You paid so much for the tickets. Fuck no, it was not cheaper. It was so expensive. You paid that much for the tickets, you have money. You got you to double it. Just imagine yeah, double it. And people were doing that. Like, you saw people I saw the one, it was a puffer jacket. It was $750. Someone buy it? I didn't buy it. That point wasn't me. I looked at it. I definitely looked at a few golf shirts, and I was like, I barely golf. That is a nice stash. I, I was definitely thinking of buying something, but I'm a college student who has no money. Yeah, that's that, okay. That was sick. Just overall, like I thought it was the man when I walked into the arena. One, she gave us VIP entrance. We're on the VIP parking list. Always on the VIP parking list. That is my favorite part about all these games. The drive-in. Drive. VIP. VIP. Not even that, just driving in. And, like, again, it was kind of a flex, especially when Rubio was in the car, where I think somebody was like, yo, do you want me to pay cash? And I was like, nah, I got this. Yeah, I'm on the parking list. Last name, Fridge. Oh, right away. VIP. And then we poured it over, and I was like, dude, this is so sick. (laughs) And it never gets old. I think the funniest time is I took all the goalies to, this is the second time I went, to, uh, who they were playing. Oh, they were playing the... uh, Oh, I can't even remember, but uh, they were playing, and uh, I had never done the parking lot before. It was the first time doing the parking lot, and I didn't know what was happening. So I get up, and Kelly had told me what to do. So, you know, I I, I get up there. It's like me, Chris Porzell, who's our one of our goalies, Connor Watts, of course. Uh, actually, no, Connor Watts wasn't there. It was me, Mason, um, Kinger, and Rob Farrington. It was it was an odd group, but it was it was very it was all the goalies. You said it was an odd group. It, it was, was definitely an odd group. Enough said. Especially if you know if you've met some of us, you know we. Every goalie has something wrong with them. Yeah, so there's in all goalies. the best ways. Oh yeah, yeah, but you know we get up there and they uh, they've never. This is the only time this happened when I've done it. The lady just starts freaking out like VIP VIP. It's right here VIP, and they all start crying laughing like. Like, oh my God, he's a VIP. He's him. He's him. Like, it was epic. I mean, that I think that was the f- one of the greatest experiences coming just coming in for the parking list. You're getting told you're a VIP is one of the coolest things. Also, and I think the the cool thing for the Bruins game, 
I'm 99% sure I went in the wrong entrance because I was in like the VIP VIP entrance, like not the normal one where it's like, oh, I'm in the parking list. I went in and I like said my name and I wasn't on the list. And I was a little bit thrown off. I didn't really know what to do. So I told the guy, I'm like, I mean, I have this email that says from Kelly Barnes that I'm supposed to be on the parking list. Showed him this. He like calls up his higher up. She comes over. She's like, yeah, look at his phone. Like he says he is, he's on the parking list, but like, I don't see it right here. And she just looks at it. She's like, oh, no, he's good. Go to your left. And I'm, I turn left. Uh, I was with my, uh, my buddy, Johnny Walker. And we we're going down. Dope name, by the way. I was going down and there was just like a ton of open spots. I'm like, this is definitely not where I'm supposed to park, but I'm going to take it. So I went all the way over to the end, got like the last spot, quickest exit I've ever had at a Wells Fargo. It was unbelievable. And I really hope that we get to do that again next year because oh, I'm praying for next year. That would be so much cooler. Yeah. Like I was saying, first semester on all the games, I would have either something going on or I'd be in a class. And I was furious some of the nights where it's like, Waldo would have all these guys going. He's like, yeah, I'm going to Flyers game. I'm like, dude, I have a, like a test or I have like a huge lab in video production. I was always so mad. Uh, so I'd really love to renew that. It was an, a great experience. And I keep saying it, but I just love giving that experience to other people. Totally. That's the whole part of it. You know, you have to do it with, you don't do it alone. You know, you do it with people that you're friends with, you know, teammates, you know, I've gotten so much closer with so many people, you know, especially give a shout out to Tony Watts, like always, you know. The boys. I, I, I've taken them a few times and, you know, the two of the greatest guys on this team, you know, there's no other way to say it, two best guys on this team. But, you know, we've definitely experienced, I've, I've gone a few times and I've just gotten so much closer with them. You know, I've taken, taken two of my best friends from home, I've taken two friends I've taken countless teammates, taken two friends from here that I've gotten so much closer with. It's just been a, a great experience, you know. Uh, I think the only – only been denied one time to Bruce Springsteen. I was a little upset about that. But I think I'm going to Dave Chappelle now, which is my favorite comedian ever. I love this guy. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited, but I really hope me and Fridge get this again. Hopefully maybe we can – Got some other Cavrini uh, guys on the list because they said they are trying to expand it, but I think it, it, it is just a great experience. Yeah, I mean, to kind of wrap that all up, Wado, I think you hit the nail on the head. My favorite part about that is just how we get to share that moment. And it's perfect for me as a person. Like, I, I brought this up a few times. Like, I'm a giver at heart. Like, if you ever, if you know me for longer than like a month, you'll probably figure out like the way that I show my appreciation for people is through like gifts and through like doing acts of service. So, like, being able to treat people to that, it just like, it's amazing. I'll never, not never forget, but I will always, when we drop people off back at campus, like, when we had uh, Matt for the Kraken game, when we took, we actually took Bear and Matt to a Wings game, uh-huh. or when we're just dropping guys off, I'll, I'll turn to Nick and I'll be like, I'm just, like, this is peak happiness for me. Like, this is, this is what I love doing. And so, like, just having that opportunity has been a massive blessing for both of us. Totally. And uh, definitely excited for the future and hoping to continue going forward. Nick, any other comments about our uh, 
your experience taking advantage of us being Wells Fargo ambassadors. Yeah, it's been great, you know. Um, only thing I can really say right now is um, shout out to Wells Fargo, obviously. Kelly, Kelly Bonds. Kelly Bonds gets the and greatest Wells shout Fargo. out of all time. Wells Fargo, Kelly, you know, whoever, if you hear this, maybe throw a sponsor out there to, to Lax Lounge, you know. That would be sick. We could do a live Lax Lounge from the Wells Fargo Center at a game. So we're, we're you're hearing us. We're currently reacting to NHL hockey on the TV around us. Imagine if we were at the arena. Imagine if we oh. you could like go to us at a commercial commercial break where they're putting stuff on the jumbotron. It's just like we're gonna go into the lax lounge real quick. Hear what's going on with Nick Fridge Waldo and whoever our fourth person is. Like imagine <laughs> that for a moment. It'd be unreal. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Especially during an intermission, you got twenty minutes. But even the Mighty Mites, you know, someone just to commentate on the Mighty Mites games, which are the greatest thing of all time. You cannot, that, I honestly do not leave. On the ice. Oh amazing. my God. And these kids are disgusting. Were you, were you at the Wings game the one time and there was, there was literally like, I think it was a 36 v 36. <laughs> right before the game. And the guy down there was literally like, this is going to be a, two armies colliding. And <laughs> none of them. It was one guy, kid picks up the ball, gets a check out of his stick, picks up the ball. It was a giant scrum like bees swarming. It's it, hilarious. It's like a train station on the other side of the country. It's, it's, like, the, the world. it's like the geese on Cabrini's campus just going oh, in a they're, flock. They're attacking Dude, the geese are so funny. Oh, the Cabrini the geese, geese are, are so something. Funny. I couldn't believe it when Dude, they, they don't fear us. Over. They, they, don't they don't. Did you see Lay when uh, right before the game when it was coming right for Sam Irvin's head? I started. Someone's like, "Look at the geese," and you just see Sam Irvin completely duck and like wave her hand. And these things are feel. I mean, you people go and chase them, and they'll just stand there like they're statues. Like, I didn't think geese could be so unafraid of humans. Is Claude Giroux on the uh, the Panthers still? Uh, I don't think question. So. Couldn't tell you. Damn. I'm looking this up. Yeah, please do. Cause Very important. Because, again, there's going to be somebody listening who knows the answer, and they'd be like, really? You like you just didn't answer that live? Um, someone is, Flyers someone is freaking out right now. I don't even know what got Johnny Goudreau is on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yes, I, I did know that. How about Claude Giroux? Is he on the Panthers? I thought that was my original statement. I totally fumbled the back. I looked up Goudreau. Um, I don't even know who that was either. I knew Johnny Claude Hockey. Giroux is, but... Johnny Hockey. Uh, spell the last name for me. Giroux, J-I-R-O-U-X. Crazy it, hockey last name. might be an E in there. You know, I don't know. Oh, Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux. Oh, I don't know why I didn't even like put two and two together. Not Giroux. Um, let's see. He is on the Ottawa Senators. He's on the Senators. Maybe yes. Is that where he got traded to? Or was he ever on the Panthers? I think he might have been on the Panthers for a little bit. And then yeah. did he sign with the Senators? He might have. You know, I'm, not, I'm not really sure. Oh, that was almost great. Great defense by the Bruins. I still can't get over how the Bruins are out shooting the Panthers. 43-22. And this is a tie game. Yeah, you know, um, goalie play. You could say that they are valuing the ball, they are valuing the puck. We did. So I had a very funny interaction with Dylan McManus. I think last week after our first episode dropped. Gotta love Dylan. Oh my God, Dylan's gonna be on the pod one of these days. But he came up to me and was like, "I love one. Listen to the show. Hundred goals today." 
right? Yes. Yeah, shout out to Dylan. 101. Remember, he did score another one. He did, and that yeah, was can't gross. forget that one. You're right. But shout out to Dylan on that. That's a great, great accomplishment. Yeah, Dylan McManus is really good at lacrosse. Yeah. If you've never seen a Cabrini men's lacrosse game, tune in. You'll see 34 stinging corners. We get to see that every day at practice. But it's beautiful. Regardless, he came up to me and was talking about like our name. He's like, I love it, but I feel like you guys should have done like an inside joke for Cabrini players. So he was like, the one more podcast, the value, value. Of all podcast, like an inside joke that only Cabrini kids would get, but still has a ring to it. And I think that was a prime opportunity that we had to kind of take that. But I'm not going to discredit the lax lounge and living the lax life because I think those are two like, yeah, they're kind of when I tell a lot of my uh, friends who are not lacrosse players they're like yo that's so corny and like that's kind of cheesy and i'm like it's kind of the point though like yeah. It, yeah. it's supposed to so, jump out at you one of the things that i talked to, i forget who i was talking with um but they they said something similar to what dylan was saying to you and i, I brought up the idea of merch and they were like yeah dude like you just like, do the logo on the front and on the back do like do like a phrase or something you one can more have, you can have multiple different kinds so it could be like you know lax out on the front and this then, is like, not a democracy Value the ball on the back, or one more, or you there know, has to be value. Just you know, just lacrosse phrases in general. Value the pod. Value. The oh, pod. that might be that might be unreal. That might have been beautiful. Jake Goss, if you're listening, write this down. <laughs> Shout out, Jake Goss. Um, but yeah, so I guess moving on from there, we've had our not rant, but our nice long story about being ambassadors. I think it is about time that we get a Nick Mormando thought-provoking question. I'm going to throw it over to Nick. He had some absolute stingers when we had Bear on, sparked some great conversations. I see the light bulb just went off in his head, so I'm going to pass the mic over to him. He's holding the mic, but I'm going to pass it over to him and shut up. Um, 16.30 left in OT, 3-3. Who wins it? I think you got to go Bruins here. You know, there's, I think they're just overall just a way better team. The Panthers are valuing the puck more. They, they are, but the Bruins are very erotic, and they can make a play happen at any time. Like, they play so fat. I don't know, man. They're just, Watch. Ooh, it was there. I thought we were about to see Aswaldo saying, yeah, I think the Bruins are going to win an OT winner from the Panthers. We might be saying it right here, though. We don't know. So I do think I'm rooting for – the Panthers only because I like I like an underdog. I love an underdog and they've oh, had way. Wow, what a save. Oh, it's so close. That's the, so Waldo actually spot on on your analysis cuz they just had a very high tempo play right there, pushed the puck up the ice and got a really nice shot on goal, but I still think the Panthers are going to pull this one out. Oh, I, wow, what a hit stick. Dan Thames also made a great point for anybody who wants to have fun watching hockey. Look at the lines for the over under on hits and just keep tracking your head. <laughs> and like usually the over hits in the playoffs. Um, but oh, here come the Panthers on the break. Nice. We'll find it. Value the puck. It's just, you know, the, here's my thing with the Bruins. You know, this is what I saw when I was at the game. It, it just was. A very, you know, I just watched the um, college hockey championships, which was amazing. Those were great. Shout out Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac winning it. Unreal games. What a great story. Little Hughes was playing for Michigan also. That kid's disgusting. Now a devil. And, um, you know, 
Then you go watch the Flyers, you know, bottom feeder team. You know, they've had games where you're like, oh, they look pretty good. They got, they got some pieces, but the Bruins just have a, the most complete roster I think I've ever seen in any sport. Just like that, every every line went in there, and every line was dominating. It was, just, and yes, Flyers aren't great, but. They have a guy at every spot that can do what he wants, and it's unreal. I mean, it makes sense why they are literally the greatest regular season team of all time. It is, it is really interesting to see how consistent they've been because hockey is one of those sports where it's not – wow, another good save. Um, hockey is one of those sports where you can have coin flip games. Like if somebody's just out there and you get a couple bounces – going your way it's like soccer where there's never truly a clear favorite anybody can win any game but seeing how dominant of a force the Bruins were against the Flyers which I will give credit to the Flyers too they made that a good game and it was interesting pretty much down to the wire but you could tell from the offensive talent the defensive plays everybody just like getting up the ice the goalie it's it was a tale of two teams, and it was easy to see which one was the regular season record holder. And it's kind of interesting how we've had both of these teams, the Bruins, I don't want to mention the Warriors, who were some of the best regular season teams in the last 10 years. Like, it just shows kind of the era of sports that we're in where everyone, oh my gosh, oh, they did it, oh my God. the Panthers. No way he did Wow, it. what a crazy What ending. a terrible way to what lose. What a crazy ending. Tommy Vaughn is actually in tears right now. It, that was... Oh, that was brutal. Okay, we're going to wait for the replay, but for anybody listening right now, horrible podcasting on our part because you can't see what we're looking at. We're I want you true. to go online and look up the Game 5 OT winner, Florida versus Boston. Uh, we'll break this down. I'll do my best. Maybe this is a good practice analysis here uh, for a guy who wants to go into sports broadcasting. But here we go with the replay. So the Bruins try it. They have the ball, the puck. Wow, I'm fumbling. Bruins have the puck in their own zone. Cleared all the way around. Goalie sends it short. Quick save. Falls down. Great handle from Zetikachuk. Um so it's intercepted by the Panthers. Absolutely they, terrible shot. play. Great save, though. By the goalie, though, at Great first. Primaries. Yeah, so Tika tries clearing it. Clears it to the wrong team. Guy, and the guy crashing the boards. He's jumping on skates. Makes a save off his skate and just gets Backhand. deked wow. around, and it's over. What did we say? Valuing the puck. It was that one more deke that he had there setting himself up. Six save from the Bruins goalie, and then the backhander. Getting it up over the Shooting stick. around the player. For the win. Crazy. Go Panthers. It is 3-2. I still think the Burns are going to win the series. Completely. And so, I just remembered who I did see. I've seen both these teams. I remember the Flyers beat the Panthers the second time I went. So it is crazy. I've seen both these teams play in the regular season. Wow, that, that was a great game. I'm really, really glad Unreal game. that this was on. Well, now we get to enjoy the Kraken Avalanche game. It is 0-0 right now. Uh, and We've turned this into a hockey pod. Complete hockey podcast. And I'm kind of messing with it. Again, for a guy who doesn't really know much about hockey. Yeah, like, you know, we're, we are a sports podcaster. Yeah, we are for all sports, we all are. backgrounds. We are. 
heck, we could even talk about baseball. I'm going to check the score because the Mariners are in Philadelphia right now. We won last night. Uh, Mariners games are a blast. So are Phillies games. We are inter-athletic. We are. Uh, let's see. It is. The game is over. NBA playoffs are also going on. Ooh, Phillies came back and won 6-5. Brutal. How about them fightings? Go Phils. That was another cool thing that we got to experience. Being in Philadelphia this year as a college student, cracking our on the power play, taking a shot off the pipe, that would have been perfect timing. But a really cool thing we've been able to experience as college students in Philly this year is just how good our sports teams have been, besides the Flyers. But, like, we have been able to experience that with the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. The Phillies going to the World Series. The Sixers right now are doing really well in the first round of the NBA the playoffs. The Union in the, L- in the MLS Cup. And it's been, like, first semester was a blast as the Phillies qualified for the playoffs. They got the Red October, getting to watch those games. For me, with a lot of guys who are Philly fans, and I'm kind of an outsider, I got to root for the Mariners, who are in the playoffs for the first time in... 21 years like the longest drought in sport not sports history but like in mlb in the mlb right now so that was really cool we pushed the astros to what was almost a really good series damn that was a nice hit um and then especially with the the eagles i think has been my favorite thing to kind of be a fly on the wall for so waldo and i where we bond is we are green bay packer fans huge and don't ask why a guy from Seattle and a guy from New Jersey are Green Bay Packer fans, but we are and we're diehards. I have my cheese head probably about 30 feet away from me in my room. Uh, I am in need of a New Jersey. Uh, we had the news break this past week that I am have been on this train for the last year and a half. I, I did wear that. a Jordan Love jersey to an Eagles Packers game. He did, he did. He was sitting right next to me with it, and I had to kind of deflect a lot of chirps that were being said not only at at me for wearing a Rogers jersey but him for wearing a love jersey and I'm not gonna lie I've never been so relieved I've been telling everyone this because I my phone's been blown up ever since the trade everyone's like hey how are you doing like mentally like are you coping with this well and my response every time has been I've never been so relieved that my franchise quarterback traded for a bunch of draft picks I mean, we got a lot. I mean, we get. I mean, we we did swap. I was a little mad about the pick swap. You know, we only move up two. Maybe you go get Jackson Smith, but you know, I I don't know. You know, Packers don't draft the offense anyways, other than Jordan Love. But you know, uh, I was a little mad about not keeping the fifteenth. Also, I thought we'd be able to go thirteen and fifteen, but I think what we got was fair. I don't think we got uh, cheated out of anything. I think. You know, I haven't been the biggest Brian Guntrist fan for the past few years, but I do believe in him right now. After you know, after waiting so long for this trade, but you know, I I think I think the love error is here. I think he might. I think he might. Uh, you know, he he's, in games before he's been a little shaky, but I think he might shock a lot of people this year. You know, they're not going to make the playoffs, of course, but. I think, I think we might have a, a our next future QB, though. And who knows? We could make the playoffs because he looked really good. I forget who I was saying this to the other day, but he looked really good in that Philly game. He really looked, good. He looked really good. He Especially shot me with up. Watson. And, you know, we knew how Dobbs in that game. And Dobbs' his first four games was unreal. He was racking up yards. He's not a, 
not a deep threat guy. He's more of a, you know, get yak, but he is. You know, I think the future is bright in Green Bay. They got young guys that want to be there, want to make something special. They've been there. Now they got a guy who's been waiting behind one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. It's time to shine. I love that. And Nick, as a Eagles fan, you had Go Birds. quite the year. We heard Go Birds a lot around this place. A Super Bowl run. Talk about what that felt like as a guy who's grown up in the area who saw the team win the Super Bowl in 2017. Yeah, my freshman year. What was this entire season like? For you, while well, we were dealing with the pain of not knowing if our quarterback was on ayahuasca or not, how did it feel to have the last undefeated team in the NFL, the best record in the NFL, the NFC champs? Yeah, I'm just setting up the scene for you. Setting up the scene and saying everything you need to say. I love it. The only thing that I was banking on with the Eagles is that they were not going to let me down. Like every other team was going to let me down this year, you know? And then they did. And it's not even that they let me down. You know, they had a great season. You know, I'm okay with them being the NFC Championships. You know, the champion. I'm okay with that. Super Bowl is much better, but I'm okay with that. It means that we're going somewhere, right? We're building, right? Jalen Hurt just got this contract. Very happy about that. I think he's definitely a franchise quarterback. I'd like to build upon him. But, yeah, you know, just a little bit upsetting. I think it was also because it came out of nowhere, in yeah, my so, opinion. Yeah, you know, we were the underdogs all season, and it's like, Wow, like we are very, very good. We have a great defense. Wow, Jalen Hurts is very, very good. I just got somebody sent me a graphic about the Phillies beating the Mariners. Fightings come from behind for the W with a comment saying, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Uh, so thank you. Get wrecked. Yeah. Go Phils. <laughs> so, you know, we we asked you before the show started to pick out a game, but we're not there yet. Right, we're not there yet. I want to play. I want to play a game before we get into your game. I Sounds play good. Want to play a game? <laughs> oh, I forgot to say this before I walked in, but uh, Jenna May did do this. This is a shout out to Nate Mazurik and Fridge. I lost the game. All of our viewers are gonna be so mad because I lost the game. I'm not. So I hope you make it to this part, Nate. Gordy's looking at me funny. Um. Wow, so I, it's really ironic that you say that because I think Wyatt came up to me and told me at practice because I did this at practice, not yesterday, but the day before when Kyle broke down our huddle at the beginning. He said something about, because the last time he did a hype-up speech, it was before Dickinson last year. It was one of the worst hype-up speech I've ever heard. He's not the most motivational person. It, it confused me more than it got me ready to go play a lacrosse game. And we kind of told him that you're never doing a hype-up speech again. So he did it because it was his birthday. And we told him, we're like, hey, don't screw it up this time. He was like, I know the last time I did this for that one game, I really screwed it up and set the tone bad for the game. He said the game like three times. And literally, I was just thinking about it in my head. I thought about the game three or four times. The second we break the huddle and we run over to do transitionals, I just screamed, hey, Nate, I lost the game. Wyatt looks at me and he's like, you piece of shit. You know the last time that I heard that? One was your podcast, and then before that, it had been like a month and a half before I had heard about that. And I was like, you know what? You can thank Jenna because I can't make that up live in person. Also, she fucking did it to me before the game today again. She That's a horrible thing. She to did do it in fucking froyo. I was so mad. I was like, 
She goes, yeah, I told Fridgey I lost the game. I was like, fuck you, Jenna. I lost the game. That's like... I was so mad. It's becoming her new favorite thing. And I'm just going to show you. So at 2.58, we walked out at like 3.10. But she texts me, hey, exclamation point. Next text. I lost the game. Good luck. Have so much fun. This is my response. <laughs> the Tasmanian devil just going nuts. I just looked up like ferocious or something because I had no words. And then the next thing she says is no invite to the podcast. No, Jenna, you're not going to get on the podcast if you keep acting like this. Yeah, you, the you first, can't be doing this, Jenna. The first thing that you're going to do is you're going to hop on the mic. We're going to go live and you're going to say you lost the game. And then I'm going to cut the recording and we're just going to, we're not going to do it. Like, Ah. Hmm. Yeah, that really, that really just happened. Waldo just did that to everyone. And it's I had all to. The, I had to. I forgot to tell everyone, but you know, you need to tell people when you lose. It is Five all. Pilsner. Um. It is all because of Jenna. Yeah. I'm. I'm trying to think of like stuff yeah, I've seen. What, what can I do? I'm trying to think of stuff I've seen on TikTok because they do like. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Ooh, that's a good question. And you put it. Is a hamburger a sandwich? No. Whoa. Okay. Why? I, I need the why. I don't know. When I so and then explain your reasoning on, uh, on the so difference between I, the two. I think they're their own category. I think like anything grilled is its own category. Think about it. When you think of a sandwich, do you think of a burger? No. You think of but a chicken sandwich, a grilled chicken sandwich. Yeah, it's like grilled. a Chick Fil A chicken sandwich. Now hear me out, Walter. Would you call that a chicken hamburger? You know, I, I, I was on the debate that hot dogs aren't sandwiches, and I'm actually still on that. But I think a hamburger is a sandwich because here's here's my saying, right? If you were to get hamburger buns and make an egg sandwich, it'd be an egg sandwich. It would be. Right. Oh, fuck, but that that defeats my entire hot dog argument too. Because you can put an eggs, you can put eggs are just so versatile. Just, eggs are very versatile. Aren't like you're right. Eggs aren't like that. Okay, I mean, my, not, here's my reasoning. You can put eggs. I mean, imagine how many things McDonald's has. Here's my reasoning on. when it comes though McFly. with the hot dog. <laughs> a hot dog bun. You can't put anything else really on a hot dog bun. You literally, it's used for one thing. So Waldo, Waldo, I'm gonna say one thing right now. If you are on a budget. And you wanted to make a Philly cheesesteak, could you put it in a hot dog bun? You could, but it wouldn't be as good. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't it's be as good. But so would that not be a sandwich? It it technically would be, but it, I just why it, it would it, be why its would be own. Now hear me out, Walter. Hear me out. You cut it in half, right? You make the cross section. You complete the cut. Yeah. Then, then it's you, it's a stacked sandwich. Yeah, it's right? different. You're putting a bun on top of a bun. That's different. Is that a sandwich? Yes, that's a sandwich. But when, but when, but only when, when do you do that dog. with a hot dog? When would you ever do that? You, you wouldn't. You right? don't. I don't so like that. You have to different. put condiments. But yeah, so when when the bun is together, it it's not a sandwich. No. But when you separate the bun, okay. it's a sandwich. A hoagie. A hoagie, you slice the bread in half. A hoagie you is 100% a sandwich. You Yeah, but you don't go all the way through the bread. You have like the part on the back where you have your condiments down, then the meat. Is your hot dog, is it just because it's the hot dog that's lying inside of the bread? I, I think it might just be the hot dog. That's definitely what's throwing you off. I think it is just the hot dog. Like, the girls just listened to our last episode where I talked about the door and said that we tried to blame them. And they're like, <laughs> damn, so who broke the door? Lax Lounge reveals the truth. They're exposed to you, so fucked up. <laughs> who actually broke the door? I still have no clue. That's a mystery. Nobody actually will ever know. Well, we, we do know who... 
actually broke the door. Eater. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it was a group of our teammates that physically broke the door. But the first time we don't open the door. How many doors have they broken to? Maybe three. It's I have also broken a door, though. It is three because Gers got locked in the bathroom on one of them. Um, and he had to had bust to his way out. I yeah. did break a door, Julian. and I didn't break a door. I broke his... You know, I hope Jack is here in this, Gersey. Um, Jack, he seems like the guy that would purposely lock himself in a, in a bathroom to break himself out to release anger. He, that is, he that is definitely best, would. That is the best description of Jack Gersbeck I've ever heard. Also, I kept... You know, I love you, Gers, but... I kept losing it. Holy crap. What the hell? Am I drinking too hard? I'm keeping that in. Yeah. <laughs> my bad, boys. My bad. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful. Anyways. Keeping all of this in. I could Raw not footage. believe it in the first episode when you kept calling him Jack. Like, listening back over that. I, I, I called hate you. when people call him Jack. So, I called you out for it, too. It pisses like, me off. I was like, oh, you mean Gers? And you're like, well, yeah, Jack. It's like, no, no. He's not Jack. Literally in practice, I want to say last week, uh, Nate was telling me about this because we were with Gers, and he was saying that Colf yelled Jack to like. Oh, I remember that. Say something about him doing something wrong, and Gers just like looked at him, being like, "Wait, me?" And he's like, "Yes, your name is Jack." And we were all just like, "Nah, that's Gers." Well, it's even funny now. It's uh, Gers and one of my. My actual closest friend are now talking, and whenever me and her talk, she calls him Jack, and I always like, so, I always go, "Who the fuck is Jack?" What's his full name, Jacob? It's I don't. That's Jack. I think it's Jack. I don't think there's a longer version than Jack. That would be really. I mean, yeah, sure, I, I guess you're Jackson. Jackass. I I don't think I think Jackson's its own entity. I'm sure there's a Jackson out there that goes by Jack. Probably, but I think Jackson, like, I don't think on his birth certificate. What if his full name is Jackson? Can't say that right, but. I think Cole would call him Jackson if his name was Jackson. Oh, my. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any other guys who, like, well, no, because he doesn't say, like, it's Samuel Kirk. <laughs> he, but he doesn't say Samuel. Sam. Uh, he called, uh, he called Rut John the other day, and I was just like. Dude, that's another one. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, the always yeah. iconic, whenever you hear Jason, it's like, oh. Yeah. Who else? Who else on our team? Oh, I hate getting called. I honestly have gotten so used to Waldo here that it, it actually is so weird to hear. He calls you Waldo now. He, yeah. So, That's how you know I haven't nickname. heard my name in a practice or in the locker room in maybe a year. And how this all, well, Wallcat comes from PJ. We're in the locker room one day and PJ just goes, Wallcat. And then, you know, I uh, get. Kyle calls me Wally. Um, That's such a Kyle thing. <laughs> Wally Walnuts. And Walnuts. Uh, then, uh, who else? And then, one day in practice, you know, Rob Pence is just talking to me, and it's just like looking at me. He's like, why don't we call you Waldo? And I'm just like, well, my name, the thing is, my original nickname here was so far from any of these. It was Creek. After a former teammate, River, me and me and Riv, me and River, our former teammate, I call him Uncle Riv. He, uh, Uncle Riv and me look very alike. Like he, me and him are so alike. And uh, I call him Crick. 
<laughs> and me and, and me and River looked like that. The girls saw or uh, field hockey team called me Creek, and that stuck for a good like four months. And then all of a sudden I'm Waldo because Prince looks at me and goes, "Your name's Waldo," and just started calling everyone. And now everyone calls me Waldo. So Creek, one of my favorite. <laughs> One of my favorite videos that I have saved from Snapchat is us at Team 10 practice. Yeah. And you're standing next to River. And one of the kids. <laughs> the kid. It's one of the kids, and he's like, I can't tell the difference. I remember that video. That that video is top tier. And, you know, River always, you know, River really hates being called uh, Waldo. Waldo. He, he hates that we look alike, but he, like, even his girlfriend, like last year, you know, I met his girlfriend one time. Was she confused? She, she was not confused, but she, she said that uh, that we did look alike, and I could just see it in his face of how pissed he was. You know, it just, you know, we got. I love Uncle Rev. He's the man. I miss him every day, but you know, he he's he, very much alive for the record. He, he is alive, <laughs> yeah. But he he's not. He he did have to medically retire, but he he was a great teammate. You know. He was the man. One of the guys last year. Legend. legend for Cabrini Lacrosse. He, he definitely will go down in history as one of the one of the, having one of the craziest lives of any person in Cabrini Lacrosse history. He's one of those guys we got to get on the pod. Oh, you need to hear that kid. The listeners of this podcast need to hear that kid's story of how his life is. There's just lots it, and lots. It, it's going to be a book. I've told him many, many times. I will write your book for you. Like, it's just amazing. I've seen how you text. I would not recommend that. I I agree. My boy Ernest. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was a fun tangent. All right, let's, let's segue into this. All right. What, what game are we playing to end this bad boy? We're playing top five cartoon characters of all time. Love it. So we're gonna specify and say it's not like just cartoon characters, right? It's not just like a cartoon that's on Cartoon Network. We're yeah. Do all animation. So this could be movies. Yes. This could be miniseries. As always, our guest is gonna have the first pick. It's gonna go Waldo, Friggy, me, me being Nick Mormanda. In case you were confused. Wallcat starts off. You know, with the first pick. In the inaugural top five cartoon character draft. Okay, get the characters. Cartoon characters. Animated. <laughs> Waldo selects Eric Cartman. Great pick. Coming from Butters. That was, yeah. Also, another nickname is Butters Leopold Scotch from South Park. Because that was his Halloween costume this year, which was top tier. Uh, I, of course, was Bob Ross for Halloween. And actually. Jimmy Turner. Timmy Turner over to my left. But the one that I was going to go with here, this is actually something I don't think I've talked about a lot, but it's like my Survivor fandom. I am the biggest Scooby-Doo fan on the planet. Scooby-Doo is my number one pick for this draft, and I think that is the best two that I could have gotten. Nostalgic, I have the entire first two seasons of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You?, at my house. I used to watch it all the way through on road trips. I love what's new Scooby-Doo, the live action movies, you name it. Scooby-Doo is a top tier cartoon and him as a character. I think that's like, uh, that was oh, teeing me up for success. Uh, that's Zoinks, Jinkies. Great pick. Number three pick. The most nostalgic cartoon ever. 
give me Mickey Mouse. Mm, yep, that's a good one. You yeah. gotta go the classic yep. right there. There's no, there's give nothing you can Mickey say wrong Mouse. about that. No, nothing you can't you can say wrong. Mickey Mouse. Literally, like even before he could talk, he was iconic. Hundred percent. My grandmother watched him. Come on. He can't go against his grandma. Can't go against you my can't. Grandma. You can't. My backup. Back here we go. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys are gonna draft. Uh, you guys are gonna think this pick is very weird, but me and fellow goalie Skipper had a whole conversation about this one practice. Skipper is a guy will be doing softy shots when uh, you know we're just getting peppered on in the trail with softy balls, and you know he he brought this up, and I kind of thought it was weird at first, but I was like, why is this so good? The Flying Dutchman, SpongeBob. Unreal take, but he's a very, very, very underrated character in SpongeBob. Always I, something wrong with him. I think that's the Greek yogurt of this draft. You could have taken that number five. None of us would have done that. But that's okay. I kind of. The two is a silent killer. I like. The three could be strong. I really like your reasoning behind that, too, because it was one of those where Skip brought it up to you. You didn't realize it. And then the more that you thought about it, you saw where it was a solid cartoon character. And you're kind of putting me in a tough position because I was going to take SpongeBob. I don't think I can anymore because then we're just going to have to have the debate about, like, well, I'm going with the classic name character and you're going with, like, the one that's iconic throughout the series. Like, when you saw the Flying Dutchman, you knew who he was. There was nothing said. So I'm going to go to who I was going to take as my second one. I'm going with Danny Fanton. Ooh, that's Danny a throwback. Phantom. I loved that show growing up on Nickelodeon. They canceled it, but I was a huge Danny Phantom guy. Who's Michael Jordan's best friend? Oh. Bugs Bunny. What a pick. Wow. You are going for the nostalgia. My mom is going to choose you in this draft. Yeah. Also, mom, if you're listening right now, shout out to you. You were making my day today. Text me about the episode. <laughs> That just dropped the the Wednesday Bear Evans episode. She was just like, this is hilarious. This is so entertaining. Going through our serial picks. Like, oh my gosh, I remember that one. Shout out Denise. Denise Fridge, the goat. Actually helped uh, get all this equipment. Yes, so thank you very much. We wouldn't be here without you. I wouldn't be here without you, quite literally. So. <laughs> Back to Walcott. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this one, and I think that another weird one, you know, I don't know if you guys would ever take this. We're going to go to the regular show, Rigby. Rigby. Iconic character in that show. Always, always doing something weird. Always getting the guys in trouble. I like Just it. a very funny character that I always loved growing up. I'm going to have to be the guy with the hottest take right now. I was never into regular show. I loved regular I've show. I've never heard of regular show. Okay, so I feel a lot better about that, but a lot of the listeners are probably not going to enjoy that take because it was unpopular at the time. Like a lot of my friends would be watching that and just be like, "I can't, I don't, I don't see it." It is a very, you know, it's very, very cartoon. Well, it's also like it's in the era of Cartoon Network where they start going from the OG shows that were like actually pretty entertaining to like we're just going to do dumb humor and see what happens. And for some of the stuff, it works. But I, I don't know. It was like in that in-between phase for me with like the end of elementary school into middle school. Actually, no. It came out pretty like mid-elementary school. But yeah, I think it was, think it was in was... that phase where I, I just wasn't falling for that stupid humor. And I was moving on. 
But I mean, that's that's going to be a popular one with the fans. Oh, definitely. So I do have 100%. to say that's a solid third pick. Where I also do know what the regular show is. I had to look it up. I understand. Yeah. Um, where I'm going to go here, I've had some pretty good nostalgic picks. I'm going to do another one. Oh my gosh! No way. Who's Shout here? out to Cole Snyder. Cole Snyder making appearance. Live feature from Cole. You got a nice little what's up, boys, for everyone listening. We're wrapping up the show right now, so this is perfect timing. Uh, but we're talking about our favorite animated characters. Do you have a favorite animated character from like a TV or movie? Well, they'll get the mic a little higher. Shrek. Shrek. That's what a good great one. honorary pick. That's off the you table for all of us now. Pick? So far, I have Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny. I have uh, Rigby from Adventure Show and regular uh, show. Regular show. I have uh, who else do they have? Yeah, the Flying, Flying Dutchman, Dutchman and, and Eric uh, Cartman. Cartman from South Park. I have Scooby Doo. I have Danny Phantom and my the pick I was just about to make Ben Ten. Ben, what a great pick! Oh, just stole my my next pick. Kind of on fire. Oh, right that was a great pick. I love that show. Frozo, Incredibles. Ooh, that's a solid one. That's a solid one. Honey, where's my super suit? Where is my super suit? You know. Walter. Do you I, know where it is? No. Fridgey just took my pick. I was really, really high on Ben 10. I think. If it makes you feel better, Bear took walking from me in the last draft, and I was furious because literally walking's my thing. <laughs> you know, I think I'm going to have to go uh, – I got it. This is, this is. You took a good one. Ben Ten's really good. Uh, underrated. Third pick. That's where you get him. Oh, you know I got to get one here. Brian Griffin, Family Guy. Ooh, great pick. First Family Guy off the table. Uh, the one that I've been kind of holding off on. I'm glad you haven't taken it yet. Jimmy Neutron. Great pick. Nickelodeon. Goes with my Iron Man take from the last one where he's the kid genius. And you actually were just watching like the Jimmy Neutron movie. Yeah, I want to say a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it just brought me back into that era of OG Nickelodeon shows. That's a really good, a strong four for me. My four, Bart Simpson. Again, going with, that's a classic character. Yeah. The Simpsons predict everything. I wonder if this podcast was on The Simpsons. Probably was. It definitely was. All right, well, the last pick. Don't screw this up. With my last pick in the inaugural cartoon draft, I'm going to take Donkey from Shrek. Donkey. <laughs> Great pick. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that one. I'm trying to see how I want to wrap up the group that I have. What am I missing on this team? I think I have to go with Stewie Griffin. Good one. Nick's got, uh, while Nick is waiting, Cole's got another pick. Cole, let me hear it. Say it loud. I can't believe none of you guys picked Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Oh, that's a good one. uh, No picks. That's the first pick. One, two, three, and four. And four. And the Buzz movie. Rounding off the animated character draft. Simba. Ooh, yup, Lion King. We talked about that in the last one. Lion King's a classic. Lion King's a good one. This was a really good draft. This is very well balanced all around. There's, there was just there's just a lot you can take here. There's a lot. Yeah, so many, so many animated characters throughout history. 
on first impression, Cole, who's the winner? Who's got the best squad? Go ahead, Walter. You go first. I took uh, Eric Cartman, Flying Dutchman, Rigby, uh, Brian Griffin, and who was my last one? It's funny because you literally just... Uh, Donkey. 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 I had Scooby-Doo, Ben 10, Danny Phantom, Jimmy Neutron, and Stewie Griffin. I had Mickey Mouse, Bugs Bunny. Say your others, we'll figure it out. We've uh, Simba and Bart Simpson. That was one of them. Bart Simpson. He was the third. Who the hell was the third? It was right after my Ben Ten pick. Was it Stewie Griffin? No, nah. that was me. It was you? You said Ben Ten. Froza. Frozone. Oh, wow. Nick with the live win. There is, so I found this feature that I can do. You can put a poll under the podcast. I voted for myself. So everybody has to go down. See, I didn't vote for myself because I let the fans decide. But everyone's got to go down underneath and vote for who has the best draft. Go to the last one, too. It's not on the first episode, but uh, choose me for the last one because I definitely annihilated them in that draft. And this one, I feel like it was very strong in my picks. And the Knicks advanced also. Sorry to cut you off. And next are moving on. We've gotten our basketball talk in. We've been talking about every single sport pretty much around the gamut besides lacrosse. But, like, we got a little lacrosse in. A little bit. Anyway, I think that is a great way to wrap up the show today. Waldo, it's been a pleasure having you on, my man. Thank you for coming on a short notice. Really, I think this is going to be a top-tier episode. This is early 100%. on. This is, what, our third episode? This was third. strong. This was, this was The very, record breaker from Fridge's last podcast. Also, new record for Fridge. That's yes. true. COVID crew chats only lasted two episodes. We've officially crossed the threshold of three. You, you know, we're on to the most important podcast in the history of the Lax Lounge, which is the next one. It is going to be taking place on Sunday. Huge call for quote there. Shout out to us. Thank you, Walter. As always, shout out Jules, Walter. You gotta say it. Shout out Jules. I'll be up in the club. I won't come down because I'll be too faded. Everybody wanna walk that talk. Wanna talk that talk like we made it. But they all gon' catch what I got. I'll make the money right back. Bitches be tripping, don't know how to act. He just be singing, don't know how to rap. I really be running this shit like I'm Owen. She like a wave, I'm loving her motion. It's like I'm sipping straight up on the potion. Water be dripping, it feel like and the ocean. I know that I'm different because I'm from the other side. She's saying that she want me, girl, that's capping, girl. You